welcome. We invite you to open up your minds and your hearts. And join us, for I am not that. Liberating the self from the self. And now your hosts, Tezra and Koa. Well, what's up? Hey, everybody. Namaste. Namaste. Yeah, welcome back. Uh, I'm Koa, of and course. And I am Tezra. And we are very excited to be back um, shooting another episode on, on location again. Uh, yeah, this time we are in Yonkers, um, the site of our potential new place where we will be, we will be moving to. Um, yeah, so we were visiting that and decided, well, here you go. Let's... Let's actually film here and um, dive right into another episode of I Am Not That, Liberating the Self from the Self. So thank you for joining us. So our last episode that we recorded was um, Well-Wisher versus Ally. And basically just bringing awareness that are we contributing more to the suffering of society or of our loved ones when we intend to really elevate them up out of the situation um, or are we actually elevating them up out of whatever it is that they're suffering from so that was a really good episode I I enjoyed um, recording that it was yes. some really good jewels that came out of that yeah and actually I've spoken with a few people who it, it, it has been a concern of in one way or another they, you know they uh, people were saying, you know, I'm, I'm like the, basically one of the only black people at my job, and so I'm the, I'm the go-to. Well, let's see what he thinks about it. Let's, you know, and, and it's like that level of trying to not shun people away, but, you know, it's, it, there was a very, it, it, people have been in certain situations where it comes up, how can, how can we all be the most effective uh, when it comes to helping one another and with all this this racial divide so it was an excellent episode um so that is that lead us into our our today's topic yeah so today um this topic came about uh from a couple of comments that i have heard from uh, members of the hm group and just to go back and quickly recap um you know, at the onset of this latest, um, you know, racial divide, although it's not really a racial divide because the way that people have come together um, during this time of, you know, George Floyd um, is, is not showing racial divide. What it is showing is that we are fed up <laughs> with, um, you know, black lives not being regarded and not being respected and treated with dignity by um, police force. Um, I mean, it includes, you know, all lives, but in this specific scenario. Um, so uh, I heard um, people say that when LMs, and so LMs is people belonging to the to the low melanin group. HMs are people who belong to the high melanin group because we all share the same genetic makeup and 
you know, and, you know, cells and vessels and, you know, we all have it. So it's not necessarily about black and white because nobody is really black or white. It's just depending on our concentration of melanin. Some have a low concentration of it, low levels, and some have a higher concentration of it or higher levels. And, but we're still all made of the same thing. So, um, so I use LMs for low melanin group, which will include you know European people, white people, um, and then everybody else is the HMs, you know, the high melanins from you know black culture, Spanish, um, you know, Indian, wherever they may be from. So the person, the comments that I heard was somebody from the HM group saying that, you know, you know, I get offended when people say that they're colorblind because they're basically saying that they don't see me. Um, and I don't think that that's what the, the term colorblind means. So we titled this episode colorblind. Defined. Defined. Yeah. So we really want to delve into this. Um, what do people mean? What is their intent behind uh, when they say um, I'm colorblind or I like to practice being colorblind? And the quote actually is a quote from, from me um, that I posted on Instagram a couple of weeks ago and maybe you all um, or some of you have seen it. But it said being colorblind is not allowing the color of the skin to color the mind. And basically, that is saying that when you see a person, obviously you see their exterior, you see their characteristics, you see the color of their skin, you see the size of the body, you see the texture of their hair, you see what they're wearing, their style, you know, their fashion sense, or lack of fashion sense. <laughs> so you see it all. Um, but not allowing the color of the skin to color the mind means not allowing what you see on the external completely tell the story of who they are without you even having a conversation with them. So it's basically being in a judgment-free zone. Yes, you see the color of the person's skin, but where the, the danger comes in is when you're making up stories and biases, biases uh, based on the observation that you're making of the color of their skin. So being colorblind is seeing the skin, the color of the skin without coloring the mind. Um, so don't, it, it, it's not forming any thoughts. It's not forming any uh, assumptions about the person. Um, yeah, so that is the start of where we're going to begin with being colorblind. Yes, and um, there are you know there's different there's different aspects of of this conversation that we can do some get some clarity on. There are those who 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 say that like I, I'm colorblind, I don't see I just don't see it you know. And some people don't even realize how many preconceived notions and judgments that they already have as they are attempting to be nice and, and lofty with their vision, you know. So, um, and then there are some who, who say that and they really experience the lack of judgment. So, that, you know, there's different types. Um, so let's see, 
you know, I guess this is like getting where you fit in. Let's see where do you feel that you are on, on this matter. Um, I really feel uh, to be colorblind, as some claim to be or some are, you know, to be colorblind, uh, it really involves seeing people for who they are. And what I mean by that is the more your your eyes when you're doing the looking can hone in on seeing that the person at the end of the day, beginning of the day, is a being. You know, this this is a being filled with awareness and consciousness that is operating a body. You know, if you ever if we ever look, talked about ourselves like you know, we all have rights, you know, I'm a human body, you know, and we're all human bodies and we have rights. It would sound weird at best and basically ridiculous. There's, an, there's something about the being part that we truly relate to. Um, and it would sound weird if we didn't include that. So that's the part that I really feel we would be taking us to another level if we focus on the being that's there. There is a being that's there. Once you strip away everything, including your name, where you're from, nationality, you know, it doesn't matter, your skin color, your job. Once you take all that stuff away and you sit in a room just by yourself breathing, you are just... We have, uh, what is it? Oh, helicopter, yeah. So anyway, once you take away all those things, um, you you still exist, you are a being. Everything after that are the attributes that either you take on or society has created for you to choose from and they put you in those boxes and those categories. You are a being, it doesn't make a difference on any of the attributes. So truly, when the more you go on this journey to be colorblind, you'll start to find that you are blind to a lot of things. You know, you're, you're colorblind, yeah, I don't see color. I don't have problems with race. But Jesus, look how fat that guy is. Oh, my gosh. He's, he's, he's obese. Oh, he's grotesque. You know, you're doing that part, but it's fine that he's black, though. I don't, I don't get into that. But, I, you know, so you'll find when you go down that path of being colorblind, you'll start to find blindness will be in a lot of categories because you're going to be focusing on the being and not anything else that has to do with exterior as Tez was saying. So I want to start with that. I don't know if you want to dive in as well. And I, I want to come back to some other stuff, but, you know, beingness. Focus on the being. So the true intention of being colorblind is um, when people say that, I, I, it's what Koa is saying. It's saying that they recognize you as a being. And here's the thing, is that we, it would behoove us to be slow to be offended. Because I think that's a lot what's going on right now. We're so hypersensitive that no words can be said, be shared, be expressed without a person um, taking offense to it. Or, um, you know, and especially I'm going to speak specifically to the HM group. It's like, if a person of the LM group says, you know, well, I don't, I, when I see you, I don't see color. I've heard people be offended. You know, they uh, took offense of that. 
well, you know, when they're telling me that they don't see color, well, I take it as in they're telling me they don't see me. Well, and again, and I've said this in another uh, episode, is that, you know, which side do we want? Um, when people do see our skin color, then we get upset because, and I understand because normally when people see skin color, they start to attach, you know, um, assumptions, judgments, ideas. So, so yes. But then if they're saying they don't see skin color, um, then it's like taken as, oh, what? So they don't see me as a, a black person. They don't, you know, they're not, they're not seeing who I am. So what I would say is be slow to be offended. Because if you're quick to be offended, you're going to be offended at every turn that you take. And unless you want to live a, li live a life of always feeling insulted, of always feeling like somebody has wronged you, uh, if you enjoy that, then you know, by all means, you know, go for it. But if you want to live that life of equanimity, if you want to live that life of harmony and peace, um, then being slow to be offended greatly helps you on that path. So I just wanted to say that first and foremost. Um, when people say things like that, don't be so quick to jump to the offense of how dare they say that to me? You know, what they talk about, they don't see my skin color. How can you miss it? You know, um, so let's just pump the brakes a little bit and give a little bit more of a deeper insight on what the comment actually is intended to mean. So um, getting back to the true intention of being colorblind, yes, a person is saying that I am seeing your beingness. I'm seeing you as a person of the human race. I don't want to see you as a person that society boxes you into. I believe that is what the true intent behind being colorblind is. It is not allowing the labels, um, what the media portrayals are, uh, what our own you know, mental constructs have you know, told us. It is not allowing those things to color our mind. It is allowing for the freedom of just acknowledging you as a human being and and connecting with that um so what i skoa had mentioned back a little a few episodes ago that is your second thought um that is the most important that is the most critical in ob observing and interacting with each other and so I kind of coined it second thought awareness. So when you see someone, right? And I'm gonna give you an example of how this got me. So I'm always filled with examples. I have an example for y'all every episode, right? So, um, but anyway, so it's like the second thought awareness. So when you see someone, right? So my first thought is I see this, you know, black guy, this black American. Handsome. Right, handsome, mm -hmm. right, right, right. Obviously, that goes without saying. Um, eye candy. But anyway, so I see this person, right? I see that he's a black male. 
but it's my second thought behind that. What judgment am I saying about it? Am I saying, oh, he's a black male. I wonder if he's into drugs. Uh, oh, he's a black male. I wonder, does he have a, a prison record, a jail record, you know, a, a rap sheet? Oh, he's a black male. I wonder, is he educated? You know, it's those second thoughts. And let me tell you something. They are so subtle. They're not swimming at the top of our thoughts, you know. They're not very obvious, but they are settling down at the deep, on the bed of our thought ocean. And that's what we need to go down to and really, really look at. So it's that second thought awareness when we're being colorblind. Um, so my example. So I was actually kind of praising myself a couple of weeks ago, right? Because I was looking at people, and so I got into the practice of, my, of being aware of my second thoughts. And so I had noticed that when I was looking at people, whether or not they belonged to the LM group, the HM group, whether or not they were, you know, homeless, you know, on the street, digging through garbage cans, reeking of all kind of body odor, um, I was saying to myself, I am connected to that person. Hmm. Me and that person are one. Um, then... I saw, I live in a hood. We live in a hood. So then I saw a group of young guys on the corner and they were greeting each other. And so, you know, they're greeting each other with their, you know, whatever their handshake is or whatever. And my first thought was, oh, look at those guys greeting each other. And my very second thought was, I wonder if those gang claps, I wonder if those gang handshakes, you know, does that mean they belong in the gang? And I said, Tesra, damn. You just got, you just, you know, was praising yourself about how, oh, your second thought awareness. And then look how fast we fall asleep, mm -hmm. right? Because in that very split second, you know, I was like, my second thought was a judgment. Oh, I wonder what that gang, you know, what that handshake is about. Is that gang activity? <laughs> so that's how fast that we could fall asleep. So it's just about being in that second thought awareness um, to, to truly lead us into being um, colorblind. Yeah, that's that's an excellent point. You know, no matter um, whether it's it's Tezra, myself, uh, any of us that are on a path of really trying to liberate our our all these limitations that we have uh, that that we've conditioned ourselves and and lived a life of taking on and believing wholeheartedly in all these conditions and limitations, you're on this path of releasing these things and, and you know, moving on to other levels and raising your spiritual awareness. Uh, many of us are on that path and are consciously really thriving for it. And we do find ourselves, you know, which I guess you would call leveling up. And it feels good. It's like, you know what, I'm actually feeling I'm at another place, a different space. And then, you know, all of a sudden, you know, you like you, you get yeah, you get caught up in old stuff and um, not so much. Yeah, so still got a lot of work to do. Yeah, so it's uh, that's that's very natural. That is a part of the path. That is a part of the process. Um, you have a lot of uh, time being conditioned and being limited and believing in limitations and having all these judgments and pre prejudices and stuff of, of that nature. So. Definitely not a, a, a thing to beat yourself up over. Um, Tezra, I hope, doesn't. I, I really try not to beat myself up over it. And, and actually, as of late, I, I do feel that 
push and pull aspect of growing and then stepping backsliding a little bit. And I and I am actually more and more okay with with that process because I realize that is the process. So if you experience that, absolutely realize that's the process. Um, and a person that helps with that, if you uh, listen to Ram Das, uh, he really <laughs> helps coaches you on that process. Yeah, can't plug him enough. Yes, because right. he's, he's really on point. Um, really, really good example of not losing sight of his his limitations, his humanity, his his mistakes, his you know, and, and but then also completely, you can tell, has embraced very high levels uh, when he was in his incarnation he's recently transitioned but you could tell that he was on another level without feeling disconnected from where he came from uh, so yeah excellent to listen to Ram Dass, uh, his podcast um, but uh, another thing I want to touch on um, since we're on the subject of blindness and beingness um, what about uh, those who literally um, cannot see you know, blind people, you know, not not just colorblind like you can see, but you have issues with color, not that literal um, example, but actual blindness, you, you know, you, you cannot see. Uh, what is What do you think that person is made of? Or what is, what is it about, is their life um, not worth living because they can't, they can't see this or a person's color, so that means they don't, they, they can't know, they can't know people because they can't see their color, I mean, People, you know, those, those are them black people. Oh, those are those white people. Those are LMs. Those are HMs. You know, we have we have, we do so much categorizing based on what we see. Do you think that a person who can't see anything, who doesn't utilize their eyes, that they aren't alive? They're not beings. They're not. They don't experience love. They don't experience connection. They don't have. They're not able to perceive. Um, it's just it's just not the case you know the how, how your body works or what parts are working and not working that actually has nothing to do with your beingness you know if you are alive and and you and you have a, a body to to control or to utilize um, then you are a human being you are a being so so can I ask a question yes. so when you're saying that a person who is actually blind are you saying that um, that person is actually more liberated and more free because they really cannot see the distinctions of the color of the skin? Or um, what can you um, elaborate a little bit more on the person who is actually visually impaired? Mm-hmm. Um, no, they're not necessarily more liberated. They just have a certain set of of challenges to deal with. We all have our own challenges. Just not having sight doesn't have you automatically not have to deal with your limitations, your insecurities, you know, anything that can keep you feeling limited or labeled or in a box or not truly liberated. It doesn't give you a greater advantage. It doesn't have you have a less of an advantage. It's just a certain set of circumstances to have to deal with while being in physicality. Um, so, no, I would say you're not automatically more liberated. But that, if you, if you do want to dive into, like, 
is it helpful when it comes to visually labeling things and, and all these th th that we do, like incessantly, whether it's size, weight, short, you know, if you see someone who's, who, you know, formerly known as a midget, you know, we, we everybody's, yeah, a little person is, is, is what's the preference um, nowadays. If you see a person like that, what what do you do when you see? Do you, oh well, look at that! I hardly ever see. Oh man! Oh, oh they must have. A, a, do you have a, a an, an inner dialogue going on just at the sight of of a person, um, no matter what their can their 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 um, limitations are not limitations but their um, characteristics are. Um, that is eliminated, I, I suppose. That visual aspect, if you are completely um, blind. But it does not mean that you don't have to go through a ton of things to actually feel um, connected as a being to, you know, all of life and actually have your heart be more of a, be more open. I mean, you can be blind and be an asshole. I mean, that's, you know, you can be blind and be very loving and giving and compassionate. So, so I, I think what I'm looking for is um, correlating the person who is actually visually impaired to colorblindness. Like mm -hmm. what? What? Like what are you? How are you? What are you? Um, how are you bringing those two together? Uh, I'm bringing them together by by saying that um, a person who says I'm colorblind, I don't see these aspects. That you're honing in on just the beingness of the person, which means that you are doing, you are being as a person who doesn't see at all, mm -hmm. when they have to connect with someone, they just have to connect with the being okay. of them. They just, that, that's how they connect. Okay. You know, they, they don't, they, they truly are only engaging with what they can sense from you, get from you, and mm -hmm. connect with you as. Mm -hmm. So, Got yeah. it. Got it. Thank you. Mm -hmm. So, yeah. Once again, I just like to circle back to in your daily life just looking at people anybody the more you can focus on that there is a being operating the body the more you can keep reminding yourself of that the more it doesn't matter you know like Ted said it doesn't matter if they're homeless doesn't matter if they got a tooth missing all these things are help we, we're quick to you know oh, oh you know we're quick to do something on our visuals but a being is operating that body, no matter what their conditions are, no matter what's going on in, in their life in society, you know, home, no home, clean or not, tall or short, doesn't make a difference. They are a being operating a body. So that's the point I want to hit home is keep seeing people. When you see them, you see a being. You know. So... <laughs> What are the ways that we can exercise real color blindness? Like, what does that really look like? So, um, how about this? So, there are a lot of different, like, you know, apparel, clothing lines that adorn, um, you know, HMs with afros, with, um, with, uh, what do they call it with the um not pop culture but um well like historical figures not historical figures but something like you know like what martin is at the show martin um it's not called pop culture but it's called some type of culture um black culture no oh. it's not that oh. I, I can't think of it but anyway so just think of it this way so 
you know, when an HM wears that, you know, like say for instance, if I had a t-shirt on of an HM with, you know, a beautiful Afro, well, I mean, for me, it's, it's beautiful because I'm celebrating my culture, but it's also kind of redundant because I am that, right? But if I have a member of an, an LM, you know, someone from the LM group adorning that t-shirt, what a bold statement that is. You know, that's being colorblind. That's like going beyond the skin uh, color barrier or boundary and sharing of showing, you know, that this is how I'm connecting with you. This is, I'm connected with you. So I don't mind wearing things that represent, you know, your particular culture. Because I, you know, at the end of the day, we're all connected. So, you know, so it's like, you know, use, uh, like, and say, for instance, you know, watching um, films of the, the black culture, um, like The Wiz. So people in my LM groups, let me ask you a question. How many of you have ever seen The Wiz? Which is, um, it is a, a more urban version of The Wizard of Oz. And can I tell you, it's an ex, it's one of it's my favorite musical. It's ex, excellently written, directed, uh, the choreography, the actors. is It's a wonderful film. But how many of you have ever uh, have you ever watched it? So this is what it means by being colorblind. Hmm. It's like delving in, delving into other cultures, and um, and then when you look at their skin you are familiar with, you know, their background. You are familiar with, you know, their culture. Um, so to start, if you want to start exercising being colorblind, go catch, rent, download, whatever. Watch The Wiz. Um, watch Uptown Saturday Night. Um, watch what other film would you recommend? Um... um. Minister Society. <laughs> Watch Minister Society. I mean, it's a whole array of films, you know, that yeah. depict, you know, what the the black culture is, and um, also like support, you know, businesses uh, that are HM owned. Like for instance, there is a Brooklyn Biz Clothing, Brooklyn Biz Clothing USA. Um, you can look her up on Facebook. She has beautiful, you know, T-shirts um, that, you know, support by adorning other cultures, you know, apparel. Realize what a profound statement that is. Hmm. A person of an LM group purchasing a T-shirt from the Brooklyn Biz Clothing USA, and it has Malcolm X face on it in a beautiful artistic way or just has you know a beautiful uh woman of the hm group adorning her afro whatever it may be but the impact of that really shows the inclusivity it really shows our togetherness it really shows that we really do believe that we are connected that's an excellent point. That is um, because it, it all starts within. Many people who are who feel they really feel. Oh, no, I really am colorblind. Like I, I totally like I just get to know who you are, and, and that's what I go by. I don't go by your exterior. 
Um, so that's an internal thing, and that is where it starts. It, it should be internal, but that's very interesting to start talking about, you know, external symbols of you, that of this internal truth you feel you have. Mm -hmm. You know, it's like, yeah, I wear a Malcolm X T-shirt because I'm not going by the the blackness of him. I'm going by what Malcolm stood for. Like I I, I dig that. I'm I like that. So I'll I have that. Um, one other thing I was thinking on when you were mentioning this, I was like, you know, that's interesting, these symbols. Um, if you are LM or a white mother, um, d does your child have a couple of black dolls mm -hmm. with her white dolls collection? You know, yeah, that kind of absolutely. thing. When you go to the store and you go to buy them, is there, do you have something that's almost automatic that just goes to a certain, reach for a certain doll? I mean, these things are all, it's all symbols at the end of the day. It really is your internal that is the, the, the most powerful and, and, and important aspect of who you are and what you stand for. Um, but these are just little symbols that, uh, that, that come up, you know, and you might have a hmm moment. Like, I, I, I never thought of just grabbing any a nice little queen, you know, black queen doll and say, I'm going to give this to my, my child, you know. Never, never dawned on me. I wonder why I always only reach in one direction. So it's not to take away, like you know, shame on you kind of thing. See, you're you're not really colorblind. It's not about that. It's just it's, taking it and putting it into action. Yeah, it's, it's it's more. It's just more levels to it. You know. Yeah. yeah because like, it's easy for us to say, and it's also easy for us to believe that we see a person, you know, for who they are. Like one of the other posts I put up said. Um, see eye color not skin color because us as in this society i can't speak for other societies but us in this society we have a problem with looking at each other in the eyes mm -hmm. so we will quickly look at a skin color second thought awareness you know it's probably a judgment but we're going to work on that right Right, folks? That second thought awareness. We're going to be aware of what that second immediate thought is and begin to shift it. Um, so, but we don't really connect with the eyes. And so, and I'm guilty of that too. I'm, I'm very guilty of that. But so as I became aware of that, that, even with the mask on, right? So I'm like this. And this mask is very tricky. It's very interesting. I want to point out something though. So it's like this, right? And all we have are the eyes. So as I'm wearing a mask, I am purposely looking at the other person's eyes and connecting with them and either giving them a nod or a hello or just a, 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 um, a very tender gaze, right? And an interesting thing about a mask is it hides all the rest of this. So you really don't know what the facial expression is. So that's where that energy, the energetic exchange comes into play. And you play with it. You play with, can I send this person good energy and they get it through this mask can i send send them a smile can they sense my, the smile through my eyes you know you begin to play with it yeah. so um yeah after hearing all of this do you feel you know what where are you where are you on this colorblind chart you know do you really feel no i really only connect with just the person or is there some parts where you're like hmm, actually i don't have an angela davis t-shirt of any kind you know like hmm, i wonder why i don't I've, i never even thought about it like so it's just things to engage with yeah and it's not wearing the trendy stuff 
like like branding the Black Lives Matter t-shirt, although that's great, but that doesn't count because that's trendy. Mm-hmm. So it's like really um, wearing something that is just because. Mm-hmm. It just reflects you and it doesn't make a difference that that person is not your same culture or not. So something that Ram Das um, says, um, he tells us to be like trees. Hmm. Because see, in Mother Nature, they don't, <laughs> this doesn't take place. This paradigm that we live in does not take place in Mother Nature. So when you go into a forest and you see all kind of different trees, right? The trees are not feeling bad about themselves because one tree, the tree across from them is a beautiful evergreen tree. Their leaves are so imbued with vibrant green color. You know, their branches are strong and their trunk is tall. And um, But the other tree doesn't feel any different than that tree. The other tree in its own right is just as beautiful, even though if it's slumped over, even if its uh, leaves are a little bit more crinkly and brown and not as vibrant green, um, even if they have a couple of stumps on the trunk, you know, it doesn't matter. The only the only thing that they are being are trees. Yeah, and what he, what he, we, he equated it to actually people. When when you see a bunch of trees, right. you, you're not like, oh, that one's a little too tall for me. That, oh, that shorter one's yeah. much better. Oh, that green shade is, but, but if that shade was a little dark, then I'd be into that that tree a little more. Like, I'm into that tree over that tree is saying yes, something to you. me. You know, like, we, we never do that with trees. It's just one nice-looking tree, another nice-looking tree. We, they're just trees. With no said, judgment. But, 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 but when it comes to people... We, we can't do it. It's always, if, oh, well, if they were a little bit more this, if they if they were just a little bit more, if the body was a little bit more like, oh, I'd really be into the, maybe, oh, if they were a little less of that, it's just a little too chatty. I've, you know, like we have a nonstop list of judgments for person to person to person, even people we don't know. And, yeah, we don't do that with nature, like that bird, that pigeon looks nicer than that pigeon. We don't do it with that, only with ourselves. But can I tell you what human beings do do it? Children. Mm-hmm. Until they are taught not to. Right. Until they are taught to differentiate between somebody's characteristics right. or, you know. Um, so so we, kids demonstrate that beautifully. Right. They bring that out of us that, that uh, we just, we can look at them all and they're all just perfect and beautiful looking. You know, it's not until we teach them to become jerks, you know, like us. <laughs> yeah. And here's another thing about being colorblind, right? And this is what it will eliminate. So being colorblind will eliminate, eliminate, you know, language such as, oh, the first black, you know, this, or the first black that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That shouldn't be so significant. Why is it so significant for this person to have believed in themselves for one, trusted in their talents, went for their goals, and accomplished it. Why is that so significant? Because their skin is black. What makes their talents and their gifts any different? Being colorblind means that a person's abilities, their talents, their um, intellect, their level of determination, their level of self-confidence and self-belief is what gets them along in life. So it's not so much that, you know, they're black, what? Did we not believe that they could do it because they're black? 
Um, that's that's societal. That's like when we start doing what we're talking about, when we start being colorblind, then the news will stop saying, guess what, folks? Making such a distinction. Today, the first black da-da-da, you know. It's you know, like. Like, you know, whites, we got, we've done that many times, but this is the first black, you know. Right. When we start holding you know, ourselves to a higher standard, then it'll start to not be broadcasted like that, you know. You'll actually have people having an issue with that, you know, like, hey, what are you, what's that about? Doesn't yeah, matter. and we, I'm sorry, mm-hmm. and we won't feed into it mm-hmm. because we feel like, yay, you know, the first black, you know, president of Apple or whatever. No, it's just like, okay, of course we would do that. Why wouldn't we do that? You know, we're just as capable and talented as any other, you know, ethnic group. So why are they always singling us out when we do something that seems commendable or when we do something that seems, you know, laudable? Like, did you not think that we could do it? You know, another example is when we see a member of the LM group with rhythm. (laughs) Why are we so impressed? Because they have rhythm. They are, you know, the rhythm is not in the skin color. The rhythm is in the spirit, it's in the soul. There are a lot of people who belong to the HM group that have no rhythm. Hmm. And there are people who belong to the LM group that is full of rhythm. Right. So let's not, let's stop being so impressed with the skin color, you know, if it's doing something that we don't typically do. The skin color is not doing anything. Like I have a post right now on uh, Facebook um, where it's called the Afro House Dance. And, you, you ha- I mean, it's dope. It's dope. I mean, mm-hmm. like, I, you know, it's dope for real. But there's a, a little girl, the youngest one of the group. She belongs to the um, LM group. But she she's rocking with them just like, you know, along with everyone else. Mm-hmm. And in the post, I said, why are we so impressed because the color of her skin? Because really the color of her, the color of her skin has nothing to do with it. I said it doesn't give her rhythm, it's not operating her body, it's not keeping her in sync with all the other dancers. But what is doing that? What's doing that is her beingness. What's doing that is her spirit. That is what's doing that. We're giving the skin color way too much emphasis and importance. That's great examples in terms of the first one is like if someone black accomplishes something that involves intelligence or went, you know, became a judge or whatever. Wow, first black, you know. Yeah. So it's like we're doing it that direction and the other direction. Wow, look at that little white girl go. Oh my goodness, you know. It's the it, the same thing that got both of them to to that platform is it's the same thing. Practice repetition, study, dedication, persistence, like the the qualities of being that you need to accomplish something, you know. You can tell the difference when you're first doing a the choreography for a dance and you're trying to get it down and how you're like in your head about it versus once you get it you're, you, that's it you're in it you know and you can tell that she put in the practice and the hours and the time to to own that because she 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 was owning it <laughs> she, she really was but she had a propensity for it mm-hmm. you know her 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 skin color had nothing to do with that right. the first black whatever the first black i think the last one i saw was a uh, and some high-ranking official in the Air Force, his skin had nothing to do with that. Mm-hmm. You know, it was just like Cole was saying, his discipline, his dedication, mm-hmm. you know, his applying himself, his believing in himself, his self-confidence. 
him not buying into what society said that he would or would not be able to do. So let's be colorblind and realize that the color of our skin is not the determinant. The, 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 what Martin Luther King said, Dr. Martin Luther King Jr., you know, it's the content of our character, is what we're about. That, that's the determinant. Yep. Um, so, 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 yeah. Uh, no, I was going to say, yeah. Well, that, that, that's, okay. I'm, I'm feeling that. Yeah. yeah. So, um, yeah, so that's basically the show. We wanted to really delve into what color blindness, blindness means and how we can really truly demonstrate what that looks like. You know, so like Koa said, moms or dads of the LM group, when you're out there, you know, shopping for dolls, um, do you hesitate or do you even entertain the dolls of the LM group? And I mean, the HM group and the dolls of the HM group, they could be of any ethnicity. They could be Native American. They could be Indian. They could be of the black culture. They could be African. It doesn't matter. It's just a different culture than yours. And you're bringing that into your home and you're introducing your kids to this idea of this is what it means to be colorblind, to realize that these people are no different than you are. We just have different characteristics. It's just God's, you know, beautiful creation. We're his crayon box. We're his box of crayons. Um, so, yeah. So let's begin to, I really want to see this. I, I want to see this. The name of the apparel company that you can go on Facebook and look her up again uh, is the Brooklyn Biz Clothing USA. She has some beautiful t-shirts um, there. Support. Watch the Wiz. Um, you know, just Google some iconic black films and, you know, and, and be familiar with that. You know, that's where you can really take being colorblind to the next level. Expand. Expand it. Um, so, yeah, so back to the quote, which was, um, being colorblind is not allowing the color of the skin to color the mind. The color of judgment. <laughs> Your mind gets colorful with all that judgmentalness, uh, you know. So, yes, let's not let our minds freak out when we see external characteristics you know. or maybe not even freak out you know just don't let the mind create all of these judgments and constructs about right. because freak that out means oh my god there's a black person right, no, right, we don't right, really right. do that anymore um but it's just like the second thought awareness like now what are we saying to ourselves because hopefully we're moving and as the world is showing we're moving into this wave of unity so hopefully we're saying that, you know what, I'm connected to that person. Look how different that person is from me, but yet we're connected. Yeah. Awesome. So? So, yeah. yeah. So let's put it into practice. Yeah, I was about to say, go out there and practice. Yes. See all these beings operating their bodies. Yeah. So, yeah, thank you. Namaste. Namaste. Please be sure to follow us on Instagram at I am not that underscore podcast. And if you have any questions or any comments of any kind, we'd love to hear from you. That would be our email addresses. I am not that podcast at gmail.com. I am not that podcast at gmail.com. So, yes, we'd love to hear from you till next time.